0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Wednesday, October 14th. S&P futures are trading up about 13 points. That's about 40 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up about 30 points. That is about 30 basis points. The major European indices are trading up about 10 to 20 basis points. Asia was a little bit more mixed, um, mostly ended lower, although none of the moves were, were pretty dramatic. So for, from the perspective of US stocks, there's not a whole lot to talk about again, relatively status quo morning. Um, so just kind of running through the major buckets of news. Um, again, as far as the election concerned, you know the polls are overwhelmingly pointing to a Trump loss. Um, the Senate, though, is much less clear. And I think that's probably the single most important macro question for markets at this point in time is the fate of the Senate. Because if you do see Republicans stay in control, you're talking about probably incremental fiscal spending in 2021 of around a trillion dollars, give or take um versus if you see a full blue sweep and you see Schumer take control and become Senate majority leader and Democrats capture that chamber keep the house and then control the White House you know you could see incremental fiscal spending um depending on how you want to do the math if you if you add up Pelosi's original covid relief ask plus Biden's various different proposals you're talking about 5 trillion plus so a huge gap between the amount of fiscal stimulus that's possible in 2021, depending on what happens in the Senate. So that that to me is the single biggest macro question for the market. And again, um, it's still unclear. It's certainly leaning towards Democrats. And if Biden's poll numbers are to be believed, that should have some that should translate to tailwinds for down ballot Democrats. But again, a lot a lot less clear than the White House is um, on the COVID front. It's it's you know you are continuing to see cases spike in Europe and the U.S. You continue to see mitigation actions get put into place by governments. Again, you're not seeing the wholesale lockdowns that you saw in March and April, but you are seeing you know, the the mitigation actions are accumulating and that will have an effect um, on growth going forward. Um, on the COVID medication front, so therapeutics and vaccines, you've seen a few hiccups in the last couple of days. So the Johnson Johnson and Lilly trials have been put on pause. Again, placing these trials on pause is not all that unusual for trials. I think, you know, this is, uh, you know, they're obviously getting scrutinized a lot more than normal in the current environment, but it's not unusual to see trials get placed on pause. Um, I have a recap of kind of where everything stands with the vaccine candidates and then the monoclonal antibody candidates. Um, But, you know, I I think the market doesn't look at the J&J and Lilly News as being a huge setback, obviously um, does not help sentiment, but, you know, I don't think it's disrupted necessarily the narrative that you are seeing progress occur. Um, on both the uh, therapeutic front to treat cases and then also on the vaccine front. Um, and again, Pfizer is still the furthest ahead as far as vaccines are concerned, based on everything we know at this point in time. Um, they have said that they continue to believe they'll have preliminary efficacy and safety numbers out before the end of October. So that you know that could hit, obviously, within the next two weeks. We'll have to see where all that unfolds. Um, in terms of earnings, there was nothing out of the U.S. last night. There were a couple of names out of Europe this morning, although none of them were really um, controversial. ASML was probably the biggest one, um, relatively healthy print, mostly inline guidance. Stock is flat to down small. Nothing uh, again, nothing all that dramatic. Justy Takeaway also had Q3 um, re- numbers out. They were they were solid. That stock is rallying in Europe. Um, nothing major on the economic earnings. I'm sorry, on the economic data front this morning, you had no real um, no real monetary policy headlines as well. Um, and then and then just on fiscal stimulus again, like I touched on this before, but um, you know, pre-election fiscal stimulus, there's a lot of talk about it. Again, the White House is out with its with this number, the House is still at its number, and the Senate is is obviously um, at a much smaller figure. So the McConnell next week will pass once again a bill that's about five hundred billion dollars. Um, the White House, it's unclear what the White House wants at this point in time. They seem to want to quote unquote quote big, but that's not 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 clear what that means Pelosi is still up at 2.2 trillion again the Pelosi McConnell spread is the biggest factor that is preventing a pre-election deal that will not be surmounted before November 3rd um so you know investors should um again not not pay attention to any headlines that may hit between now and the election um and and you know I, I think, like I said before the market is really focused on what happens with the Senate as that will determine whether you get relatively small amount of incremental spending or possibly a wave of fiscal stimulus. Um, so that is kind of all the news factors on the calendar for today. It's just earnings for the most part. So banks will stay in focus. So you have this morning before the open, B of A, Goldman, PNC, US Bank, and Wells. After the close, you have Alcoa and United Airlines. Um, nothing nothing macro really on on the calendar for today. Um, and that is essentially it. I, you know, like I, I think you've seen now. Um, at least my my conversations with most people, there really isn't a lot of kind of um questioning about the overall market direction. Most of the debates are whether or not you want to buy momentum growth stocks or you want to stay in cyclical value stocks. Obviously, momentum growth had a huge rally in the spring and summer. It kind of moved sideways to lower throughout September and then early the early days of October, and then it surged since. And I think that surge is a function of. You know, negative COVID data points reduce expectations for near-term fiscal stimulus, et cetera. That's all kind of driven investors back into the growth momentum names, which are again viewed somewhat perversely as a as a safe haven area in this in this market. Um, there is not a lot of conviction behind that re-rotation back into growth. I would say at this point, just because again, you could see within the next two weeks, um, you know, that the cyclical thesis could get two big shots in the arm if you do see you know favorable vaccine. Data that would hit before the election, then if depending on what the outcome is in the Senate, if you do see that blue sweep, that's going to, um, you know, I think cause cyclical to once again um, reclaim the outperformance baton. So there is not a lot of, um, like I said, I don't think there is a lot of conviction into momentum because if you do see those two data points hit, um, it's obviously going to be very positive for cyclical stocks. So that is where everything stands at this point in time. Uh, Thank you, everyone for listening.